All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the manufacturers network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan. Welcome to the Manufacturers Network podcast. Our guest today is Todd Drulliard. Todd is the section leader of the manufacturing and product development sector within the National Architecture and Engineering Design Firm, HED. As a member of the State of Michigan Construction Code Commission Board of Directors, Todd focuses on design innovation and improving speed to market in manufacturing, supply chain, and design for automotive and battery technology. Todd, welcome to the show. Thank you again for having me on. Really happy to be here. So Todd, share with us a little bit about your background and what led you to doing what you're doing. Sure. It all started when I was 10 years old, which is a crazy thing to think that you knew what you wanted to do when you were 10. I wanted to be an architect. I I went for that. I had a brief period just because I grew up in the Metro Detroit like area, was highly influenced by the like auto shows that that we would have. So a brief time, I wanted to design vehicles. That kind of squashed a little bit when I found out that my artistic talents weren't as great as they should have been. So I did go ahead and proceed a, a degree in architecture, which from then it was just being in the area it made sense to do work for the like automotive. So that's where I've been spending most of my time, probably a good two-thirds of my 20, 21 years that I've been doing this. And the work has been focusing strictly around the manufacturing side. My role at HED is exactly that. I look for ways that we can design buildings to build better products. So what was it about architecture that's so fascinating that you were captivated at age 10? Yeah, I just love to look at blueprints and drawings. And uh, well, my folks had a cottage built a few years before, before like I was born. And, you know, what they still had the old blueprints. And I'd love to just roll them out and study them and look at them and at times try to try to recreate them. I was just like amazed that these drawings turn into something real. From there on out, it was just like a passion of mine. Wow. Wow. That's just fascinating. I had no idea what I was going to do at age 10. I have, my children are, are just beyond those ages and I asked them and they don't know. So maybe I was just a strange thing that happened to me. <laughs> so when it comes to design, I know we talk a lot on this show about the workforce that we're going through right now with a great resignation and all that stuff that's going yeah. on. How do you feel that good facility design can be used to create and retain workforce talent and really reduce staff turnover? Yeah, there's a couple things that that we do. My my firm, we also have a workplace side too. We collaborate quite often because what happens in the in the like offices and lab environments can be easily moved into like the manufacturing. A lot of our clients are coming to us and, and saying we need to differentiate ourselves from our competitors. We need to make the space 
better than it used to be. So the dark, dreary manufacturing plants are really not working. Strange, we, we've actually gone back in time a little bit. If you think back to some of the greatest uh, factories built, they were open-aired, skylights, the use of like, natural ventilation. And then we went back into this box and we, we took out the windows and we just used enough lighting to save money or whatnot. And what we found out that when you bring in light, you bring in some fresh air, you make it a, a more of a workable space. The employees stay, they enjoy what they see. A lot of times too, we try to open up light areas that may have not have been built to even the offices to actually show the employees what they're building. So they have this idea that they're part of something greater than they had before. So we found out that, and then the other spaces is making like a better space to have lunch, a, a better space to have a communal teaming rooms and those have made it much better. The other part about it is just going through the exterior design as well. Some, when you drive by, by these newer manufacturing bases, what they tend to have more of a, of a branding than the old white, like the white box that, that we've seen in the past. So our clients have been asking for that. We want that. We want people to drive down the freeway and know that's a, to say in a, a little, like an Amazon like warehouse. They want to know that it's just not a big white box, that it has a branding that something's going on in there and something's great. Is it something that you're primarily starting? I'm sure it's easier to start with new construction, but do you have a lot of your clients? I'm in Cleveland, which I'm sure is a lot like Detroit when it comes to manufacturing. And there are a lot of old plants around. So yeah. how yeah. would you go about actually retrofitting and doing some of these things to bring back those dark, dank, dear, dreary places <laughs> and make them more user-friendly and workforce-friendly. Yeah, I think it's just going through and looking at what what's available and what's there. It's really trying to bring, like I've noted in some of the older like manufacturing here, like in Detroit, but a lot of times what they would do is, I guess, hide the old brick, the old like the old look. We've torn those down to expose it, to kind of show how the building's built. So even in the simplicity of trying not to hide the way the building's built, because sometimes the the architecture like of the building can actually speak to, to how cool it can be, trying not to hide that. But a simple way to do it is just to lighten it up. Does it paint everything white? <laughs> I know it sounds right. like a simple thing, but really installing new lighting, efficient lighting, to bring some light into the space really helps. You can create a really bright space by those two things. The other thing is to, to do your best to bring some natural daylight, even though at times Detroit and Cleveland and some of the Midwest can be dreary, we do have some beautiful days and that really does seem to help the morale quite a bit. And like you said, even a fresh coat of paint there's so many places where you go into the office or where the customer facing parts of the things are the office facing and everything's nice and clean and beautiful and up to date. And then you go into the plant or in the warehouse and it's just dirty and everything. So even that simple idea of paint, of a clean coat of paint can make a huge difference. For sure. 
And it's just the really, it's just the going through it, what and looking at it has what I want to work here, what I want people that I know want to work here, and to really embrace the space for what it is. Try not to make it if something is not it. And I think one of the biggest things is yeah, and again, try to expose, try to get down to why that building's there and what you're trying to build. It's very important. Well, and I think about, I was just in Savannah speaking last week, and there's so much history in that. And it seemed that every restaurant and hotel that I went into, they really welcomed that exposed brick. And you can feel the history. And I think that's such an important point of, you know, with these older buildings, there's so much history and employees want to feel that they are part of something bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. And if they're in this one of these historic buildings, they are. And then it's up to the company to clean it up. And like you said, the natural light or other things that they can do. So what are some of the other things that you're seeing? We talked about natural light. We talked about a paint job. What else are companies doing to bring that up to date and make it the place that they would want to work. Yeah, the other things that that I've been seeing a lot of times too is when uh what, like when they start to introduce the because most of these manufacturing plants have an office like area exposing the office area into to like the manufacturing. So there's not that a higher hierarchy of having the what the office is like up above and everybody's looking down on the like on the workers. What it's becoming more of an impressionable thing to introduce those and sometimes, you know, what even blend them. So there's not this clear, clear line of what's an office and what's a workspace uh, or like a manufacturing space. The same thing is happening in the warehouse with the warehousing as well. Trying to expose that so it's not so hidden away and uh, lost. A lot of our clients want open spaces with as few barriers as possible, less columns, less walls. Let's open let's open up the space, make it bright, and we want to be able to see what's going on. And if and if there's a problem, we can address it. The other part of that is trying to make very, very like efficient spaces. Most mostly manufacturing's in thirds. You have an office, you have the, the manufacturing bees, like inbound, processing, outbound, nice and linear streak. Sometimes that doesn't like always happen. So our clients look look to us to create more efficiency within their floor plans. Then a lot of times that that's achieved by just good planning, good like overall planning, like of the building. And so how involved do you get the employees in the process? Because it would seem that nobody likes change. So you're going in and all the workers know is that you're going to change their space. So what are some of the ways that you get the buy-in from them? Are you meeting with different committees? Are you finding out from the workers there about workflow or how does that process work? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. We've seen it happen both ways where some groups were created to be the voice of the people like on the floor. And then there's other ones that have been where we've gone through and done where the companies that, that we've worked for have conducted surveys of like their top parts. And it almost always comes across as for people to stay, they, like obviously they want to be treated well and all those things, but down to the buildings, it comes down to what amenities? We've seen a lot of more employers like offer gyms, like even for smaller spaces, they'll offer like a fitness, clean light locker rooms, cleaner, just 
you, you know what it seems like when you make it simple <laughs> and you don't right. overdo it and you just create a space for people to be that's important so it's like that third space between their you know, like their vehicle where they may park the car to like their workspace it's that third space that's really important lunch rooms the convention like the fitness like areas break rooms and teaming rooms those have been probably the top things that like that i've been seeing in like the manufacturing like environments so what's been your favorite project to work with? You talked about gyms and breaks and break rooms and lunch rooms and stuff. So what was something that you worked on that you just thought was super cool that this client wanted? Yeah. One of our projects, we actually, they, this particular like manufacturer makes, makes safety components for like vehicles. So one of the cool things that we were like able to do was they actually had these templates that they press out of light metal. So in certain worker areas, we actually put those up as like a ceiling kind of designed. So you can just imagine like all these wheels and cogs and things that they use to make the parts. And, and we painted them a really flashy color and we placed them up. And so people could see what they're building. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that just down, and that's a very simple thing. The other like areas we've done is we've, you know, what, again, we've created some, some green spaces, courtyards and exterior mm-hmm. spots. So if people wanted to, to what they have to, to break outside. So use of landscape, taking it like outside a little bit, getting some fresh air, we found that the employees just love that stuff. It's really something that can be like a differentiator. I really love that idea of using the pieces parts that they're making in the design. I know a, a couple of years ago when I spoke for the spring manufacturers, they would have a part of the week where the person would take up one of the parts they were making, make a poster of it and show where that particular piece went So again, you're looking at employees who are doing the same thing on the line every day by just really valuing what they do and even making art out of it. That really seems that it would put a sense of pride into the workplace. Yeah, and it certainly does. And they've done, these companies do follow-ups too. And one of the, a few of the employees, like even said, it's it's almost like we're making art. Like the manufacturing side can be an art because it's important to have that piece and that 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 may go into to a seatbelt like assembly or something. And, you, and, and it's the graphics of like, you're saving lives. Not only are you making parts, you're saving lives of people. So it has that holistic approach of, of it has all the good feels for both the for both the company and the employees to create a message that comes across very well. The other thing that you mentioned and is incorporating the office and the plant environment so <laughs> that you get rid of that us versus them. But how would you do that from a noise control standpoint? Yeah, that's difficult. There's products have gotten much better. Glass has gotten, has a higher, what's called like an STC ratings. There's ways to develop that. So instead of it being like open per se, it has a glass wall that that can, yeah. And again, you have to be, you have to be careful with the design of what areas do you, do you integrate? A lot of times you can put a fraction of maybe the conferencing rooms, things that, that maybe don't have to be so loud. And then you create the, like the private, like the more the phone booths, you want to keep those away from any loud, like noises. (laughs) Yeah. 
So what are some of the, we talked about kind of optimization of the processes. What are some of the trends that you're seeing that are being applied to facility design? Yeah, where the, where lately I've been seeing the most like optimization is in the warehousing side. It's that whole concept of that last mile shipment. The idea that you and I can go on our, our computer in a day or so, we have a product like at our porch or even like the same day. So what's been happening is these like automatic retrieval parts. And so the warehouse like of the future is not just a big, a big warehouse with rack storage. It's a multi-floor, multi-piece that is all like automated for some ways. And it and I've been seeing a lot of, of like innovation there. But the same with any product, especially one that creates any level of waste or scrap or recycling. That's been a big piece too. So in a, let's say a parts stamping plant where they're stamping out parts, there's these, there's literally like an underground system of tunnels that you don't really see. That's taking all that metal to a certain space that can then be recycled to make more parts. So very less wasteful, it's cleaner. It keeps all the noise and the dirt and the dust and the oils down below. So it keeps the plant floor clean and, and safe as well. So that's, and then the other major innovations mostly come on the safety side. One of the top priority of any company that I ever work for is always safety, right? Keeping the workers safe. And that helps out with the lighting and with all kinds of things. But, uh, you know, what, again, there's been a lot of changes to how safe the buildings are as well. And employees are like getting back to workplace and helping people to feel valued if they feel that their employer cares enough about them to create a safe environment, not just to protect them from getting fined by OSHA, but because they really care about the workers and worker safety, and they can implement that into the design that can make a huge difference for their retention levels. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think everybody would probably agree that everybody wants to go home <laughs> and be safe and exactly. not have a problem. And and yeah, things like curtains, I say curtains, but but they're light curtains. So if the employee was to step a little bit beyond the boundary, the machine shuts down. So it has all these checks and balances in place. Even though as humans were intuitive, don't put your hand there, don't touch that. There's the idea that there are times when you're doing something and you don't, you do something and you don't think about it. So these are there to check and to make sure that the worker is safe throughout the process. Hmm. Yeah. So somebody listening to this show today, if they were thinking about the fact that what it would be nice to upgrade our space what would be a good way to start or how would they really start to figure out their priority list of what would make the most sense? Yeah, I would, the advice that, that we usually get is for them to, to look at their project holistically, the, the entire piece of it, not just one like little like area if they came back by and said, we want to upgrade our team rooms. But we're like, then what about the office space spaces? What about the cafeteria? Like, again, you don't have to do it all, all at once, but you can think about it and plan ahead. So when you do the next phase of your project, it, you know, what it's planned out. So it's really coming across as a master plan 
breath of space and just seeing where the priorities are. It, if they're due for a lighting like upgrade, it's a great it's a great time to do it. You know, and trying to sell like leadership on like the benefits of being able to save money in the long run. So that's another piece of it too, is by doing these projects and making the building better, more efficient, like HVAC to help cool the building or to, these can be made as more of a longer term saving money talk rather than just a quick immediate fix. And if you were to say your number one tip or the best idea for the design, again, for everything that we talked about, workforce and optimization and cost savings, what would that be? Hire us like earlier than you think you should. Bring us in as soon as possible. You know what, again, as a start out slow, let's plan ahead. Let's front load the project with a little bit of time because during the construction or the building uh, or the renovation cost, you'll save money in the long run. So getting in there as early as possible, thinking about these things is probably the biggest. And then taking a survey of your employers would be another great opportunity to see what's on their minds. Absolutely. Okay. And Todd, if people did want to continue the conversation with you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The best way is through my like email address at uh, tdrilliard, H-E-D.design, or to check out our website, which is like H-E-D.design. Okay. Todd, thank you so much for everything you shared with us today. It was a great having you on the show. Excellent. Thank you again, Lisa. I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturers Network Podcast. Do me a favor and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow this network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either send your buddies to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the Manufacturers Network podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. Thanks again, and I appreciate you.